Welcome, everybody, to Looming in the Numinous. I'm Mark, the host of this podcast. Today's guest is my good buddy, Dave Deliski. Uh, we used to all know him as Mustache Dave. He became Mustacheless Dave. And now, as according to the last time I saw him, he is Goatee Dave. But nobody actually calls him Goatee Dave, so we're just going to call him Dave. Uh, Dave and I just kind of banter throughout this one. Uh, so I hope you enjoy listening, and hopefully you learned something. I did. Like, if you're a Linklater fan, you know, he goes, like, very deep into a concept. And goes into that. So, okay, speaking of movies, this is something that I've been wanting to talk to you about, by mm-hmm. the way. Whole Kathleen Kennedy, like, theories? Uh-huh. And, and the potential new Star Wars theories that, that are... Oh, yeah. So, because me and my brothers, especially one of my brothers, are really into it. And especially yeah. He has his son and daughter, like, they're you know, watching the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. you know, Rebels, which I need to finish watching Rebels, and then... Same. Uh, Last Batch or The Bad Batch The Bad Batch that's the coming bad, out is it not out yet it's not out yet as I far as I know I don't Disney I feel like I would have watched it I have Disney Plus you have Disney Plus well, you we can have my password <laughs> <laughs> totally and I'll just come over and watch it with you. yeah that, yeah. That, or that too yeah there we yeah. go um, but again so the, so if you stop me if you've heard this that Kathleen Kennedy so one she, she's she's done essentially I, is that they've already explicitly said she's not they're not renewing her contract uh-huh. and that there apparently there was a large meeting with a bunch of the execs and apparently John Favreau and then yeah. um, who I think whoever did the Clone Wars and Rebels yeah and then she wasn't a part of that meeting the guy who did Clone Wars and Rebels is the guy who directed David. yeah he directed like the first couple episodes of Mandalorian yeah, yeah. and he's like he's uh, considered to be like very close to George Lucas like it's mm-hmm. like he's like the protege which yeah. would and I mean because the thing is, is like Clone Wars even for being cartoons it's, it, they're fantastic mm-hmm and in my opinion, they kind of like fix the whole Midichlorian thing, which I guess you can also say that that was George Lucas's vision to begin with. So that's yeah. why he wanted to do it. But it just seemed, you know, you have this spiritual thing out there that's kind of, when, and when certain things we start to explain too much, it's just like, well, that's just not kind of fun anymore, right? Yeah. But it's it's that she, so I go back to the whole point was that it's that, so she's not in the meeting, right? Has Wasn't in that meeting. And that apparently when, when her contract's up and she's gone, they're going to, do another trilogy and apparently on you know websites that I've read which you know everything on the internet is true oh yeah is that they already have some scheduled out but they're not going to reference the last three they're not going to reference The Force Awakens interesting uh, The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker they're not going to like retcon them or anything yeah they're just allegedly not going to they're just going to be like hey, we're just not going to we're going to pretend like these didn't happen huh now, granted, that could all these be conspiracy theories, and who knows? But well, I mean, that's how the Jurassic Park series treats Jurassic Park three for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it's <laughs> Jurassic Park three. Right? Remember, I watched it. I was like, you know, I knew what I was getting into, but God, it still was kind of like, eh, yeah, right. it's just meh. Uh, but I mean, again, because I mean, they bought what was it, seven billion dollars for I think Lucas so. Arts, and they made all this money, and then they saw this progression down of income or of, of revenue from it. So it's like. You spend a bunch of money on this thing and you have granted you're going to be decisive mm-hmm. either way but the, I think the Mandalorian is a perfect way of like you don't have to give you have to give the fans what they want but you, you can't just like insult them to some extent you have to do it yeah. kind of you know well, like, and it has to be I think that like so Kate actually like really liked Solo 
and, I think Solo got shit on a little bit more than I, it should have. It, it, and I, I agree with you there, but uh, the example that you were just using, though, of like, you know, yeah, you, there needs to be some like fan service, but like, don't shit on them. And I yeah. feel like Solo had a lot of that because they played too heavily on nostalgia with like certain things that were things that did need to be explained, but to do it in that short amount of time for that movie. Well, it had potential too, because I mean, then it ties back into the Clone Wars with Darth Maul being mm-hmm. ahead of the of the is it the syndicate? No, the Red oh, God, um, Red Dawn. Red Dawn, yeah, yeah which is the it's the 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 crime syndicate, and then yeah. it goes back to so it was like, well, I thought Darth Maul was dead. Well, if you watch the Clone Wars, you know that he's not. Yeah, and yeah. then the Rebels, you know, for a fact. Well, yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> I actually think so. I never finished the Clone Wars. Uh, back when it originally ran, I watched mm-hmm. the first three seasons. Because it's like seven seasons. It's se- so seven. they came out with the seventh season and, with, okay. and launched it on Disney Plus. And so there was six seasons. So I watched the first half of it. I don't know why I never like finished the like the last like four, five, and six seasons. But I am just getting into those ones. <laughs> well, it's because I and I don't know because I think it was on it was all on Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. But then I think once it got off Cartoon Network. It went to Disney. It was on Netflix for a while. And then it was on, because it was, it was on Netflix, but then once Disney, the <laughs> machine took over. Yes. They're just pulling everything and putting it onto there when all the contracts are done. Which earlier I, I did change, oh, I have my dress Park shirt on. <laughs> speaking, speaking of the devil. But earlier I was wearing one of my Mickey Mouse shirts, which I have a plethora of. <laughs> well, I mean, two so kids this, and everything else, yeah. So this is another reason I want to, this will be a, a little sidebar that maybe we can get back to later. But um, one of my favorite things I tell people I love talking with Dave about is religion. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because you and I seem to have a lot of the same concept at looking at it, but we do both come from it. You're an atheist and I'm a theist. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, especially coming from being like, raised a Roman Catholic, which you also, yeah. I think you see more of that, especially with the things that happened in the church and everything else yeah but again yeah it was it's there's multiple i remember multiple conversations we've had especially out nights of drinking yes where we get in debates and they can be heated but never like vicious i I never we don't i don't think we have debates i think we have like legit conversations i guess i i mean i guess that'd be because a debate would imply that you're trying to win a conversation and you trying to get somebody else's view right yeah, and I think you and I have came to the terms very early that it's like I'm not gonna convince you, and you're not gonna convince me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, especially you—you were—you were, uh, were a theology major, right? I was religious studies, religious so studies, I, okay. I studied religion in in like the holistic sense. I get—I don't even—that's not even right. Just in a lot of different aspects, religion's a very tricky thing. It's very fickle to study, but um, I feel like I have a, a general better understanding than everyone else, I, I <laughs> except for say, people who have better education than me. <laughs> well, I mean, not just, I mean, somebody who's probably just got paid or spent more time or money, right? Or somebody who got accepted into the master's program <laughs> they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that too, but you also are now working for an amazing cider company and you know, there's perks of that. And they make damn good cider. God damn that, right? They do. <laughs> just plug in. Just plug into your towns here. Leave. You want to throw some money to Patreon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, so far, two, two-thirds of the, the guests on this show are, are friends of Lee. So. Well, I mean... Or at least acquaintance through yeah, Flat Tail. I mean, who's... Well, yeah. I mean, it's hard not to. Yeah. But he's a terrific human being. He so. is a terrific... That's, that's the one thing I love about... Um, 
love, what I loved about working at Flattail mm-hmm. with you before. Which oh, yeah. We, so we, we worked at Flattail just so those listening, Rob worked at Flattail as well. Rob was the first guest. And, okay. Uh, um, but we had a like this similar thing with Two Towns and that like everybody that worked there were everybody's just a decent human being. Mm-hmm. For the most part. There's Yeah. The, the, the people who well no the, the, you know, working there for ten years, um, and doing, you know, everything but pretty much cooking there. Yeah. And I guess managing there. So not everything that's a blatant line, but pretty much everything on the front of the house floor and being our sales rep. You know, it's I, I saw people who didn't make there didn't not necessarily were necessarily bad people they just didn't fit the culture right and and you know just didn't fit the mindset there very well mm-hmm. um and some of that is you know if you're there just to collect a paycheck okay fine but you're probably not going to make it super long because you're not you're not going to give a shit about your other employees as much, right. right yeah and so i mean still don't i mean because of the whole covid i don't hang out with as many co-workers as I used to but hell I mean I live with a co-worker right? or an old co-worker right now so yeah and then me and Kyle who was a general manager we lived together for 10 years for yeah. sake so I'm sure you still see him <laughs> yeah we were actually we were I saw him we had pints the other day um, when he finally got some time off and before that we went up in the woods and set some cameras for uh, hunting season this year so oh nice that's why that's why we had to get it done if we're gonna have this conversation either yeah later this week or tonight because next weekend is when archery elk season starts and oh yeah i've put quite a bit of time into that this year and years past i haven't so i'm like i need to take a bunch of this year well i mean this is the year to do it yeah right <laughs> like kate something kate and i have been like spinning lately is like should we just kind of like you know i've i i worked remotely from texas for a little while mm-hmm. um we went there for two weeks that kind of back at the beginning of of covid and kind of realized like, oh, I, I actually work very well remotely from Texas, like outside of my state, because um, I don't know, I'm just, I was in good communication with everybody back in Oregon, you know, it's two hour time difference. So it, made, it gave me a lot of confidence in that I could do it. And so Kate and I have been spinning the idea of like, what if we just sell everything and get an RV and this is like the only year where we could actually maybe convince Eli it'd be a good idea to like trek across America, see some sites all while like learning American history and doing like school that way and just having having a jolly family old time. That would be cool. That would be, um, I mean, that would be awesome if you could. Oh, yeah. That's something I always want to do is travel all 50 states. Mm-hmm. You can see the problem is though certain places you might want to see are close. Yeah, and then then what do you do, right? I mean, the nice thing is being in an RV, you always have a spot to stay, right? And yeah. most campsites and all campsites will be open because mm-hmm. you can isolate yourself right in an RV. Yeah. But that would yeah. be really unfortunate. You track all the way across the country. Oh, by the way, state yeah. park you want to go see? Yeah, it's, it's done. But then again, on another note, that's exactly why Stu and I start this podcast. It's like, what else are we going to do? We, we have a lot of time here at the house. I mean, it's getting a little bit better. We can go out a little more publicly, but um, it's still there's still a lot of shamers out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's you know it's one of those like I get it, and it's you know I have to be a little more careful because you know, my sister my sister's a pharmacist, and she works in oncology. Yeah. And so, and she has to be hyper careful because her patients and the people they treat are the people that are the most susceptible because their immune systems already compromised because they're trying to get cancer out of themselves. Yeah. My dad's a physician. Oh, yeah, that's right. His baby. So it's like, well, if I want to go see them, and not to mention both my parents are in their 70s, and so it's like, they're both relatively healthy. Yeah. You know, but they're not as, you know, they're not in their... 
yeah 50s anymore so but even at that it's still with your dad being a physician mm-hmm. it'd be bad if you got in contact with COVID and went and saw your dad and then your dad was in contact with COVID and then he's, you know, delivering all these babies and these all these babies get COVID and then you <laughs> Well, know, I mean, he's not doing as much This is how horror movies, movies start <laughs> Yeah, right? But, and, but again, I understand it's been hard not, I mean, I've, I've drank more probably in the last fucking couple months than I have that's saying a lot for me. You and the rest of America. But yes, <laughs> yeah. that is saying a lot for you because... And that's why I'm not having a play right now. Yeah. Just because... You, you do know when to take breaks. Yes. That is one thing I know about you. I've, uh, I've known you for about five years now, and mm-hmm. you've taken several breaks from drinking uh, in Twitch. The, in that time span, uh, to which I also don't drink as much as you, but in that time span, I've maybe taken two. <laughs> and, but again, also, you know, if you bartend, you serve, or you're a sales rep, it's easy to get down a rabbit hole. Oh, yeah. And I've seen people go down rabbit holes, and some of them were friends of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And so it's one of those things like I've learned from other people's mistakes, well, yeah. from my own mistakes, but yeah. you know, dude, I have like stories about my like early drinking days. Let's, let's call them, you know, the, the pre 21 drinking days. <laughs> I, I can't tell you I, at least three times I can, you know, drunken recall, remember, uh, pulling up in like my front lawn and like falling out of the door and the door is still open and I go to bed and wake up in the morning and like my truck's just sitting there with like you know this this is a, a you know an extension but you know windshield wipers going and alarms <laughs> man, man. Lights like, I can't believe I slept through all that <laughs> well and for how much I drink, I've always been a good boy about not drinking and driving I did one I was, stupid thing when I was when I was younger never got a DUI or anything it was just, yeah. it was on back roads outside of Silverton. So you're like, okay, not doing that again. That was dumb. And especially here in town. Yeah. No, I think actually one of those but times it, for me that one of those three that I mentioned where for two of them, I have a more like visual memory of the actual drive where one of them, I have very small glimpses because I can remember nodding off. Oh. And like I was like I don't you know this is one of those like numinous things for me that also is like for me it's like God had a hand in this getting me home because there's no way I should have made it home I had to drive and everything in Boise is 20 minutes apart so it was a 20 minute drive <laughs> this is a 20 minute drive and yeah. I somehow made it home and uh, since then and then you know with that too after that happening uh, people were getting more DUIs. DUIs were really huge in Boise during that time too because one of the number one killers of people in Boise at that time wasn't necessarily just drunk people uh, but it was just people not watching for motorcyclists mm. but then if you combine a driver who's drunk and not also hearing the motorcyclists it's just you know it, I, I think that there was an, a, a greater extension of that there gotcha. so but yeah. See, it, it's funny that you said, "Oh God, I had a hand." It's like, no, you were just really, really fucking lucky. Mm-hmm. Is is the way is the way I see it? Because yeah, you know, buddies get Deweys that are just you know they're a point oh eight five or point oh nine, right? Mm-hmm. Just right at the legal limit, right above the legal limit, and just did the smallest thing, like look down to you know mm-hmm. change the radio station, right? Yeah. Or before when you could be on your phone legally, before you know which a grand. Granted, distracted driving is a bad thing. Yeah. But back in the day, they went down and changed a song or something, and they just went, just hit the white line, then boop, boop, and they got yeah. to do it. No, I, uh, I got fault blamed on me for the only wreck I've ever been in, which um, 
at the time, like I was young and I made a huge mistake. I don't think that the wreck was my fault, but um, the passenger in the car was the owner of the vehicle and her boyfriend was driving who didn't have a license. Oh. And she convinced me that I should just go along with, uh, you know, the officer believing that she was driving. Um, mm. To which I don't know what she actually told him, but as soon as he walked up to me, he said, uh, so it's, yeah, it's pretty clear that it's your fault. <laughs> and I was like, really? I don't even get a say in this? And he's, <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, what do you have to say? And I'm like, well, I was behind them. And so the, the road that I was driving on, it's Boise Avenue. And no, no, you, you had any... No, I wasn't any, drinking. I, so there's a yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I know I wasn't drunk. Okay. Um, but... Um, because I think I've actually heard this story. Yeah, uh, not many people do, but it was when a, uh, an animated Batman film came out, and it was a really good one. And all I can remember about it is that the guy who voiced Batman was the guy who was like the main character in the OC. My, I told my roommate, I was like, hey man, I think I'm going to go get that on Redbox. And he's like, I don't think that's a good idea, dude. And and he was asleep. He had, he, he had smoked a little too much and passed out, where I was like, I had smoked and was like wired and wanted to play video games, but I probably had lost a few Call of Duty matches in a row. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to watch a movie, but I like, I love Batman. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go get that. And, you know, it was not even a three minute drive from my house, which, you know, statistics also say you're more likely to get in a wreck within like five miles of your house or something like you're that. you're comfortable when you don't pay attention when you're yeah. comfortable, right? Um, but anyways, I'm driving back from the Maverick gas station on Boise Avenue, heading towards Broadway on Boise. And all I have to do is take a ride on Broadway. And then my house is just like, you know, not even a mile down that way. Um, and so anyways, Boise Avenue is a very strange road because you're going straight, but the intersections are X. So it's, there's two crossroads. It's a, it's like a six intersection thing. Oh, that's. And so the guy, the people in front of me veered off into the right side of this X and then came back across to come down this one to come all the way back to what would I guess been the 22.5 degree angle or whatever that was back down southwest you know um but they wanted he did a big loop and so in that time and they were plenty far ahead of me like at least two car lengths but Mm -hmm. it was a a big turn for him apparently i looked down and checked my speed to make sure i was going the speed limit and that's where the officer is like oh you look down to check your speed so you weren't watching the road and therefore you t-boned them i'm like but they 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 made an illegal left turn yeah (laughs) this isn't my fault yeah. And, well, yeah, but again, this lady's trying to because her boyfriend didn't have it, right? So she's probably put some stop sort of story in, yeah. right? But I, yeah, and I, oh, definitely, it was her mom's car. Uh, yeah, um, and I don't, I don't. They're probably the mom probably don't like the boyfriend in, in the first place. I don't, I don't really know the whole backstory. I can, I can make a story. That would be, be yeah. an interesting little caveat there, yeah. right? Like, yeah, but yeah, I just, you know, I never saw those two people again, and. And I was like, man, so I should what, just... what 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 ended up happening with that? Lady? Oh, so I went and fought it in court. And mm-hmm. then the lawyer the uh, who was representing me was just like, yeah, you can't win this. <laughs> I was like, why does anybody give me a chance? <laughs> this is bullshit. Yeah. You know, I've only been in one accident. And it was when I was working for uh, American Fireworks. So what the fuck what was it called? They're out, they're out of Aurora. And they're, they're a big uh, fireworks warehouse. Mm. And so I got a job through an old friend of mine, and I was uh, 
because you don't need a CDL if you're transporting less than a thousand pounds of fireworks. So normally what I would do is get all of the trucks ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pack pack in all the fireworks, line them up from where they needed to go. So you know, first or you know, first in, last out type of thing. So like, okay, that's going to be your last order. Partition them, get them all set up, get all the trucks fueled, loaded, get it, you know, do stuff in the warehouse. And you know, as the, we're getting closer to the Fourth of July, they're like, hey, you need to start running some fireworks. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. So it's literally right there on two thirteen. So there's the Aurora Airport right there mm-hmm. and this was back in the day before you know cell phones so when you had proper cell phones with directions so the the lady in the office printed off me the directions yeah looked up light was green there was a car ahead of me looked down at the directions looked back up he hadn't gone and i was going at the time and we were him. so we pull off and we're doing exchange exchange information everything else and right then i get a phone call from the manager the general manager and i was like and i was about ready to call him yeah he called me ahead of time he's like hey man so you're right got into a wreck i was like yeah he's like don't don't do anything else we'll be there in a minute so he gets there does everything he's like, okay to drive he looks like the truck's ready to drive i was like little shook him yeah i can finish my route and this entire time like i'm fucking fired yeah i'm gonna go to so apparently the owner of the company drove by on his way in and he saw this ah. so finish my route come back and the office ladies are super sweet even the owner he's giving me some shit but yeah. They're like, okay, you know, he's a good employee, he works his ass off. It's fine. They're like, okay, I'm not getting fired. We're totally good. Fast forward to the next year. I had a phone call. Random number, don't know who it is. And like, hey, is this Dave Matudowski? Yeah, where are you working at? You know, or a fireworks between having an accident on this day. I was like, yeah, well, this is the FBI. We have some questions for you. You got an accident with fireworks. You reported it. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> and I just, just about shit my pants. I'm like, what the? Like, oh, I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. I, I thought this was all taken care of. You need to talk to somebody. I, I, I need to talk to, I need to call them and figure this out. And as I'm like trying to stumble through my words, be like, he goes, oh, Dave, this is Brett. I'm just totally fucking with you. Why don't you come back and work for us this year? <laughs> it's so uh. I was like, God damn it, Brett. I almost had a goddamn heart attack. Uh, um, that's and, ridiculous. That was, yeah, that's, I've been, I've been lucky. You've been lucky. Yeah, well, especially yeah. for when working for, you know, flat-tailed sales rep for six years, you put 35, you know, thousand miles a year on your car just for how much you travel. And, you know, every sales rep I talk to, it's not a matter of if, it's when you're going to get to an accident. You drive enough, eventually you will, right? Yeah. And I never got to any major accident. Have a guess. Knock on wood, so, man. Uh, now yeah. watch on the way home. A deer's gonna pop out in front of me, and so I have hit a deer. I, I, hit, my, I hit my first deer uh, last fall. As a really? matter of fact, growing up in Silverton, huh. you know, you see a deer, you're like okay, I always slow down. Yeah, I was driving. I did an event in um, Dallas. I was driving <laughs> back for a game, mm-hmm. and I was driving the work van, and I took this back way to try to get faster. Oh, I remember this. You yes, remember this? Yes, yes. And I, and I was like, okay, so I was all driving slow, so I'm like. It's at dusk. Deer's going to pop out right now. You know, nothing. So I get on to 99 and I'm like, okay, I'm going to start double timing it. The game's already going. I want to yeah. get there. Sure enough, this three point fucking buck runs across the northbound lane, uh-huh. across the median, and it's there and he doesn't even come in front of me. He just clips like, so yeah, no one can see because we're right here. So, you know, the headlights, instead of getting in front of the headlight, hits like the corner of it and just rolls back under there. And I'm doing course the speed limit at this point yeah and and i and i hit it i keep driving and there's a bunch of cars behind me and i'm like okay i just don't have time to stop and guarantee that buck's not making it so yeah like 
So I just, I just keep driving into the game. The first, I told my dad, I was like, hey, dad, I killed my first buck today. He goes, oh, sh- no shit, Dave. I was like, yeah, I hit it with the work <laughs> Or more, like, more of the buck hit the work Which apparently in Oregon now, you can, you can take those. Really? Yeah. See, I think you had to have, you, you have to call somebody, though, don't you? You have to, you have to call. You have to report it. You have to report it. And um, so, like, I guess, like, you know, the fish and game people yeah, have like dibs. Like, like they, yeah. yeah, they have like dibs on it, but it's just like, if they can't get anybody out there like soon enough, it's like, yeah, go ahead. And somebody at, somebody at Two Towns did that. I don't remember who, but. I mean, here's the thing though. I mean, depending on where you hit it and how you hit it, you're not gonna get that much meat off of it. You're probably gonna fuck something up. I mean, granted, you might be able to get a good couple cuts, but you're not taking the majority of it. Yeah. More than likely. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I might have to retract saying it might have been somebody at Two Towns. I think it was somebody at Two Towns, but I couldn't tell you who it was. But, um, yeah, my dear, um, you know, the whole the whole thing happened because I looked down to check my speed limit. <laughs> what, have, what have we learned? <laughs> I just don't, just can't learn, man. Wait, no, was this in Oregon or was this in Idaho? This is in Idaho. Okay. I was, uh, man, this was my first car. My first car was a Nissan 200SX, and it was like, you know... I guess cherry bomb red. I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna pretend it was cherry bomb. Red. Yeah, we're just gonna. Yeah. It was definitely some sort of red, and it was definitely like because everybody's like, "Why'd you get a red car?" Like red cars are kind of like girly. I'm like this red was like actually like not so girly. It felt like a manly red. At least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> and, um. Anyway, so one day, me and my buddies went to the skate park after school. And then we would always race back to school because, you know, we, some of us would carpool and we usually took two or three cars because there was, you know, probably a dozen of us who would go skate together. And we're racing back to our school to get everybody else's cars, which I, again, I also live very close to my school and it was probably within five miles of my house. Um, and and uh, my buddy that I ran into... I guess I have been in another wreck, but um, we didn't. He was just like, whatever. He drove He drove a 76 Camaro, and I have this little Nissan 200SX, which is like the step down from like the 90s Sentra. Yeah. And so it's just like my whole front end on the right side crumbled. Okay. So, um, but I just drove home, and I was like, whatever, I'll fix it. Um, and it's, so actually, it was, it was the whole bumper. So, like, the hood was good. Fender was good. Light was out. Um, but, uh, you know, I was like, whatever, I can fix this. And so me and another buddy of mine who, uh, definitely doesn't live within five miles of my house. Um, he, uh, was like, yeah, I have like a, a paint gun and everything. We can do it at my house. I'm like, sweet. So I went there for a few nights straight and then we got the, the bumper painted, you know, we got all fixed. We were ready to go. All I had to do is come back in the morning. So I think this was actually on a Friday. Um, and I just had to go back in the morning on Saturday and we just had to put the bumper on. And it was that night that I was driving home in this very car without like the, it's the bumper covering, like the mm. plastic covering. Um, and the headlight's still out. And I'm very close to another friend's house. <laughs> and it, actually this happened like right outside her house. I don't know how big the deer was. I barely saw it, but the, this headlight's out. So I didn't see it until it was right in front of me. <laughs> and so it crushed this whole side. The driver's oh, no. side of my, and I was just like, got home and I, you know, just started ranting and raving and I kicked the door in and like dented the car more and I'm like, it has to get fixed anyway. I can't fix this. <laughs> so I hit a deer that was also caused, I guess, by my actual first off the record wreck. Off the record wreck. Yeah. Interesting. So, 
Um, it's fucking dear, man. But so that's why I'm trying to do my part this year. Yeah. Um, I just bought a new a new big truck. Gonna <laughs> <laughs> Truck's gonna win every time. Every time. Uh, let's see. We actually uh, went on a big tangent that was supposed to be a small sidebar, but we were talking about Star Wars. Yes. And you were asking yeah, yeah. my thoughts on kind of the whole Kathleen Kennedy and these. Yes. That, that was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the first time, nor will be the last time that this is going to happen. Oh, yeah. These, But these are how conversations happen with yeah. me. So, um, so Kathleen Kennedy. Um, I, I, I don't want to say she entirely ruined Star Wars because I feel like that was a very hard job to take on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think for some of it, she I think she made right choices in some aspects. I did not like how she fired the, um, the guys from Solo and mm-hmm. then brought on Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at that point, if you're just going to fire your directors, don't have another director come in and pick up the pieces. Like, start over. Well, and I, th- I think that's part of the, the issue with some of those too, because that wasn't it wasn't just solo. It was yeah, almost. Well, I mean, it was pretty much almost every movie that happened with, right? Yeah, I and mean, minus the Force Awakens, I think the Force Awakens is great. I liked Rogue One a lot. Rogue One, I thought was fantastic. Yeah, um, but then you um, know uh, what was the what's the episode eight? Um, not the, uh, the, the the Rise of Skywalker. Rise of, no uh, Last Jedi. Oh. The, then episode nine is oh uh, that's Rise right yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, I, can, I can I can do numbers. I just like I'm so back and forth on the Last Jedi. I've only you know, I went I went I went and saw that movie in theaters several so times. Like I only saw it once. Yeah, because um, I I kind of had this goal of I'm going to see each one of them and the the number it represents. So I saw Force Awakens seven times in the theaters, and then I saw um, then I saw I don't I don't think I actually went eight times for the Last Jedi because I was just like probably after the third or fourth viewing I was just like I just don't really know like there's parts of it that are like really cool but a lot of it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's I, I it, it was it wasn't quite coherent. It wasn't a good. I don't. It just seemed like the, it wasn't a full like you know three four and five. I mean even one two and three. Some some of you like them or not. Yeah. They still held a self-contained story, right? Mm-hmm. And it seemed like for me, the last, or the last Jedi was kind of not a full-contained story. It was just, it didn't have like a, your pro- I don't know. For me, I granted, I don't, I'm, I don't do movies. I, I don't write books, so like I can't. Yeah. You know, I'm not a. I, I wasn't a. a, a you know. You're literature. a consumer. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, just a straight consumer. It just for me, it didn't feel like it had a good, you know, just overall story arc. Where I, you know, introduction, you know meet the story than the conclusion right it didn't mm. seem like it had that overarching arc and you know I was, there was a couple of people that bashed on Kathleen Kennedy for the whole you know strong female leads and everything else which I, I mean having strong female leads fantastic but if that's your agenda that you're straight pushing and then you change everything around that to do that like you know the one thing the one thing that really drives me nuts is how they handled Luke Skywalker and that he was going to even for a brief moment kill um, Kylo Ren yeah. this is something that really bugs me when he wouldn't be willing to kill the most evil man in the fucking universe, his father, yeah. who murdered fucking children. Yeah. Like, straight up murdered kids. Yeah. Did all sorts of really nasty stuff, and he wouldn't kill him. Yeah. You know, in front of the Emperor, do any of this. And, and but then he's willing to do this to his nephew. Yeah. And choose a child. Yeah. Like, for me, that was kind of like, what the fuck are they doing? Mm-hmm. Like, they could have had that same kind of story arc, but not that Luke did that, but, you know, like, Emperor Palpatine manipulated him or whatever and tried to bring him back like yeah I, I don't know the, the fact that that happened was just kind of like 
Well, it, it also like, I think that it could have worked had it been explained a little bit longer and it actually makes a little more sense. So they, Marvel came out with uh, the rise of Kylo Ren and it's only four issues. It's just, you know, one, two, three, four. And it gets a little bit like more into that. Okay. But See, cause I, I haven't read any of that, which yeah, if they, if they can make that make a little more sense to me when you just have this blue flash of Luke with his lightsaber, you know, fully ready to kill him. Yeah. Even though he had that second chain, like right there, you figure he would have, but this right? is actually going to play into, um, you know, a, a conversation I recently had. But um, basically, like the comic for Kylo Ren, bas- it, it's basically laying out this story that, like, had Luke not done that, mm-hmm. Kylo would not have. He would. He would have stayed um, Adam Driver. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he would have thick boy Adam Driver. Just yeah. Um, but yeah, he would have. He would have stayed Ben Solo. And so, um, but like the conversation that I had recently was about. Um, you know, my growing up, like I grew up, you know, it's not much different than Eastern Oregon. It's Western Idaho and they're very much alike. Um, and I grew up in a very conservative, multi-denominational, very few Catholic, very few Greek Orthodox. There's one like Jewish temple and I don't think you could find a Buddhist, uh, you know, for the next thousand miles. Um, so very, also very white. (laughs) Um, but and then I like another thing I, I very much have accepted in like my adulthood about my growing up is that like um, the school that I went to very much taught me um, what to think, not how to think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, everything that the rest of the world was learning was stuff that like was kind of sh- like I was sheltered from. Um, but I also don't think that the people uh, knowingly were doing that, like the mm-hmm. people who educated me and raised me. Um, you know, I like. I definitely don't believe my mom intended to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the system in, of the school I went to, which is a small private Christian school, my class of sixty white kids, and um, you know, and uh, but their aim, their aim to like help me be a better person, actually is like probably what has caused me the most damage in my life. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, so? Um, I just feel like it held me back. Okay. Um, and actually, this is this is why a lot of what I talked about with Sarah last night was just like, my I feel like my growing up did not really allow me to um, find out who I was at the right time. Um, so like, it took me like I've been ta- I've been I've been kind of like recently since I turned thirty four I've been viewing myself as two seventeen year olds. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Just because like. I don't want my like adulthood to like suck out like the fun and youth of my life Mm -hmm. and and just you know I'm not really ashamed of the way that I think anymore hence another reason like why I'm doing the podcast and like there's people that I would like to like share you know my thoughts with but I don't you know I can't just call all my best friends up from growing up and be like hey so I've had a few changes over the over the years, you know. Do you have like five hours on the phone? Yeah, yeah. I'd rather just you know get it out and conversing with people like Dave. So yeah, oh, well, people I enjoy better. talking yeah. to. Yeah. And, oh, fair enough. Um, but yeah, so I just like kind of felt held back. But um, I'm kind of just saying that in terms of Luke and and Ben Solo, mm-hmm. and that like you know, and I think even in the Last Jedi, like Luke. It kind of tells his side of that story and how he was at that moment like ready to do it but then back down but he backed down like too late because kylo had already like woken up in that very moment 
of of when Luke's like, I can't do this. This like I will just become my father essentially. Um, and so there is like that little bit, but I also don't think that that little bit of that movie, nor in the comic, is that really divulged upon or expanded upon more. It's just they kind of leave it at Luke in that moment changed his mind, but Kylo also woke up, and there was there was no going anywhere from that. Yeah, it's like well, and, and here we are, and then uh, yeah, I, and I see what you're saying. I just. I don't know. I, it's I, still maddening. Yeah, yeah. It's still, it's still. I, but again, this goes back to like the fan service type of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because for me, that's something that I wouldn't have liked to see. Granted, if they've expanded on it, went more in depth on stuff, like they did in certain things in the Clone Wars, like that made if you're looking back on certain things, like one, two, three, fine. Mm-hmm. You know, there was actually one thing. So I forget what the books are called. I think it's their aftermath or the aftermath. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you, do you have you read them? I I listened to them on Audible. So my brother's read all of them. He was telling me a part where essentially Charger Binks got punished. They like they make they don't they don't straight up allude. I, 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 yeah. So yeah, I, I could be wrong in this because I haven't read them myself. I just haven't gotten around to them yet. But apparently they allude to this whatever the fuck he is. Mm. I forget what race he is. But like, Gung- Gungan. Yeah, Gungan. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Gungan. It's that, it's all in here. It just like I can't recall it unless. Yeah. You know, situations like this come up where it's like, oh, I know that. Gung yeah, Gungan, yeah. And if I wanted, if I went to Disney Plus and watched more, you know, yeah. being more caught up on stuff, would have came back. But in, in there, he's a, some, there's this poor, you know, street performer somewhere. And, you know, they don't like her allude to it, but that he's just like screwed up really bad because he helped do all this bad stuff because he was yeah. the one that voiced his opinion in the Senate to second to get Palpatine mm-hmm. elected, right? And yeah. all of this other stuff. And they're like, hey, no, you go. And, you have a shitty life now. Your little party's like, yeah, I mean, I get why they had him there. He was essentially the C three PO of those movies, right? Yeah. You have the kid aspect and the Ewok as, right? Yeah. So, and and but I think people learn to love C three PO, where I still think a lot of people hate Jar Jar Binks. Well, that, you know, that's a very <laughs> very valid point. Yeah, but we'll we'll get back to that later. Um, I want to. Let's dive into your growing up Catholic. Oh, so. <laughs> I, I more just want to know, because um, this is a question I've never, I, I, maybe I have asked you in one of our um, whiskey nights, um, <laughs> but, you know, I can't remember it. Um, at what point in, in your, like, journey through Catholicism did you were like, I just, I don't buy it? So, so the funny thing is, and I think some of this, because I'm the youngest of five, right? So yeah. one of this also is kind of stemmed from one of my older brothers, because mm-hmm. my, my two older siblings, my, my sister and my brother it's me three of the brothers and my sister they were kind of you know down line straight laced did everything then my brother uh then the next two brothers were still getting my brother and was kind of more like rebellious one mm-hmm. and he had a lot of questions like well that doesn't quite make sense you know and i remember like reading and you get read the scriptures like turn the other cheek but then you also have the other ones of you know an eye for an eye yeah and some other stuff you're like but how did he you know when you run into certain things where you're like but how did he make blood into wine and how did he make fish and bread appear like that doesn't make sense how does somebody rise from the dead like yeah. so I remember having some of these questions because if somebody rises from the dead now they're a fucking zombie yeah right <laughs> um so there's certain things i had questions about but they're always kind of explained away right they're like oh it's just the Lord works in mysterious ways and i remember it was like in high school i started getting some more questions because growing up we always had to go to mass and it was either saturday yeah. night or, or sunday morning right it was usually saturday night and i remember sitting through church and it's kind of just like that's whatever I never really paid attention we and we had to go through like um, you know first communion first confession 
you know, um, you know, we were baptized and then you had to go through confirmation, which was in high school, mm-hmm. or the seven sacraments, then you have the two after, which I forget, I think there's two or three after. Yeah. I know that your last, is your last rites, you're right in your deathbed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to go to heaven, right? Yeah. Um, and it was, I remember it, there was a couple of, a couple of times growing up, I had some questions and I kind of shrugged them off and it wasn't so much, it was, it was a little after high school. It was actually after high school and I'm actually going back to that one night, um, I, in high school, I had quite a few people die. Some friends, family, and I dealt with a fair amount of death from my freshman year in high school to like my senior year in high school. Yeah. Whether it be grandparents, you know, uh, friends of the school, um, you know, people in car wrecks or, you know, other things that happened in Silverton. Um, Which isn't a huge town. No, 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 yeah. no. It's now, I think, they just, it's just under 9,000 or 10,000. Yeah. When we first moved there when I was three, it was like... Six, five, so like, six. It's like a death in a town of that size. Well, especially like, in high school. I mean, we were, <clears throat> I think we had a graduating class of two or 300, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So we weren't small, but we weren't, you know, massive either. Right. You know, and we were still, you know, a lot of Silicon School Districts where there's, you know, a couple of schools that feed into like the junior high or feed into the high school where, you know, you have a handful of teachers there, but you have a class of 10 kids, maybe 16 total until high school and they all feed into the high school, right? Yeah. Um, you, know, the, the, you know, in these grade schools to like junior high and they'll feed in. I don't know if they restructured or not. I should know this because my siblings have their kids going through there. But yeah. Um, but I remember it was actually going back to that night that I had too many. We were actually going to a buddy of mine's funeral. Oh, okay. The next day. And it was <laughs> at, um, and it was at, I forget what the one church is. And I'd say it's one of those kind of like born again, like, oh, yeah, raise your hands. And I will never forget. I walked in. My parents came with me. It's a really good friend of mine. And I remember I sat down my parents said, you reek like a brewery. I was like, well, yeah, one of my best friends just fucking died, right? Yeah. And I remember the thing that really fucking pissed me off. And my parents are very conservative and, you know, socially aware and stuff. But they had, they were doing their mass and the service. And then literally through one of the, the pastors or preachers, whatever their term was, got up and was like, hey. And, and me and my buddy, we used to party a lot. Yes, I'm starting to remember you telling me this story. Yeah, but. so we used to party a lot. And then he got into a couple, he got into a really bad car wreck once. And then he kind of found God again. Mm-hmm. And he got, you know, clean and sober. And he ended up, was in Hawaii going to this Christian school, mm-hmm. Christian college. And then he slipped on a rock. He was going on this trail, slipped on a rock and died. That's right. And the, the service was in Salem, Oregon. And yeah. I remember, so we're sitting there in mass and or, or service. And he's and you know he always encourages like hey if you want to come if you want to come with me you can it's not a good deal if you don't I know you're not necessarily a huge fan of religion but yeah. at that point I wasn't full on atheist I think yeah. I think this was the moment that really did it for me yeah where you know the guy was up there and he's like hey you know Jeff really wanted you know to honor his memory you should come up here and join the church and at that point I almost got up and left I mean yeah I was about this close to just like going up the back you're full of fucking shit that's not what he wanted. Yeah. You're, you're a piece of shit trying to use this as a recruitment tool, right? Yeah. And my parents afterwards were like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Not really." Yeah. But and, and my both my parents came like, "Yeah, that's kind of a bush league thing to do." Very. Like you, like you don't see that in a Catholic, you know, service, right? Like you mm-hmm. don't see the pastor up there like, "Hey, you should all join the church." Your aunt, relative, uncle, friend, really wish is dead. Yeah, they, they really wanted you to come, right? Their last dying wish was. For, for you, you to be there yeah. and I remember and then and since then I'm just taking classes and you just look at all the stuff that's been done with it but I, I think that was a straw that broke the camel's back and then I started 
going into various things, you know, one thing, you know, watching some shows, reading some articles and doing some stuff, it's, you know, it's some of my issues is, you know, the idea of evil, right? Well, mm-hmm. you know, make the argument, okay, well, people do bad things because some people are bad, some people are good, but you have free will so you can do what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't explain like volcanoes or earthquakes or tsunamis. Like, how is that? If God is all knowing, yeah. Why would you let those bad things happen? You could, you could, you could make. So some people make the argument for that, yeah. And I also make the argument because I mean, even atheism is a belief to some extent, right? Because no yeah. one can truly know, which we've talked about. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about because you know, I believe there is no God. No, I, I can't know there isn't. Mm-hmm. But most people who are, you know, they, they what is it, uh, mono monotheists, yes, monotheists, yeah. tend to be atheists to some extent as well. They choose not to believe in. How 2,999 gods. I just Which, choose not to believe in 3,000. Another thing that I want to say about monotheism that um, I think a lot of Christians need to hear is that monotheism is a very Christian-created ideology. Um, the Jews of the Bible were not monotheists, but that's what a lot of Christianity wants to claim. Um, and it's very evident in the books of like Joshua and Judges and even just the books of Moses that they struggled with worshiping other gods because there were other gods. Like uh, back then, henotheism was uh, that there for every group of people, there is a god that represents them. The Jews were very much, the ancient Jews were very much part of that culture. And there's transcriptions and stones from like their enemies with like very similar prayers, the same ones the Jews made. But instead of like saying Yahweh or Elohim, it was their god. <laughs> so... And I think, and, and some of that it boils back to to the like, and, and some of this was taking college classes, history college classes, and very you know various other things. And yeah. Talking because it was it was in college when this when I fully came into that. And some of that was like they were like, well, you know, well Jesus a if there was a Jesus, he wasn't white. Mm. He was from you know Middle East. This is again. This is a, this is a running theme for me. But I I my my least favorite form of. Uh, Christianity that hit America lasted from the 50s to the 80s and the 80s it turned into the moral right and I feel like the moral right destroyed America I'm <laughs> oh my god there's so much in this and then that just and that holds some resentment for me for some of the stuff I'm sitting now but um but going I, I I agree with you on that and I think part you know some of that is you know you look at Christmas well Christmas used to be a pagan holiday well how do you get people to convert well you change that into jesus's birthday or, mm-hmm. or the the birth of christ right and then well yeah. easter was a spring you know pagan or other ritual holidays because it was you know bringing you know you have all these other religious days that they just took over and said hey no we're going to do this because we want you to believe this but well, and so how can we help control you well we can't keep you from because we can't just execute these people even though they could and did to some extent but like we're just going to change this holiday into this yeah so that way that there was sudden- there was definitely that transition but another reason that the christians started masking behind these other uh days of other religious holidays is because a lot at those times the christians were being massacred <laughs> well i mean yeah i mean you have and so the in for in so like because I've, I've read articles on both sides of it and at the end of the day it's one of those things that we can't fully know because it happened so long ago yeah, right um but there is there's credence to both sides where it's just like yeah i'm sure for a lot of the christians it was that but i'm sure for a lot of other christians it very much was like that same thing was probably like the moral right that i hate so much <laughs> well and it's and that's so yeah so and, and and like your uh the protestant preacher that 
said your friend wanted you to become a Christian. Yeah. So. And yeah, I, I, I just there's so many things that just you know, and so many things I guess done in, in the name of God, and not just one. I I have an issue with most, if not all, religions, and not necessarily the ideas set behind them, like peace, love, love your neighbor, your mm-hmm. own type of stuff. But I have some things that are done in the name of them, like you know, look at the Crusades, look at all these other stuff that's been done, and again, the moral right. So and that's like, and who's to tell me or you how do you, how do you know what's you know obviously don't kill anybody don't steal don't do this right but yeah it's a very it's like very obvious like human things to yeah. know like yes the 10 commandments of the bible like uh you know on the ones that don't necessarily pertain to god for an atheist uh the ones about do not murder do not steal do not covet do not lie like those are just like those are things that all humans innately no <laughs> well and, and also to have a functional society right because mm-hmm. you can't just have people just murdering people or in theory doing whatever the fuck they want if you want to have people be able to live in cities and you know tribes and mm-hmm. towns and whatnot right but yeah I, I again there's certain things I'm like just don't be an asshole hey everyone Stuart here just wanted a quick update with all of you our editing process has fallen a little behind schedule, moving, job changes. This year has been crazy for all of us, but wanted to let you know that we are still planning on doing a full season. The episode of myself is currently out as episode zero, and we aim to do 15 episodes. That is technically 16 episodes, but that is our season goal and just wanted to remind you all that we do have a Patreon, Looming in the Numinous Patreon. It's very easy to find. Um, you can find donations that way. You can also contact us directly if you wish to be a donator personally. But either way, we love doing this podcast and we're just going to make it happen ourselves if need be. Um, We are very excited about this new year. We're very excited about this new president. And there's a lot of hope happening around here. That sounds really stupid. But I am so excited for Joe Biden to be president that... I do not mind it sounding stupid because I am just full just, of joy. And I just, oh my God, the the God, the Westerville Baptist Church, they, can, <laughs> they are a whole new level of. I haven't thought about them in a very long time because they just became a blip on the map for me. Um, like, and this is another thing too, why I love talking to you because I feel like you're actually part of a, a, um, a common thread of thought. You're again, just you're on the atheist side of it, but mm-hmm. like, there's so much about Christianity that bothers me. And I know so many people who are also Christians that just really struggle with like the things that have been done in the name of God. Mm. But at the same time, like for me um, and a lot of my other Christian friends, like there's just things, these numinous experiences that have happened in our lives, um, which um, I've never, I don't know if I've fully explained what a numinous experience is to you, but you can, you can feel these in the first time you saw Star Wars, the first time you heard your favorite song, first time you met like somebody that you deeply love like your best friend uh you know like just these like things that don't make sense like i explained to you earlier it's like there's no reason for you and i to be friends but we have we've just connected on so much Mm -hmm. over the years and you know it's just 
all background happenstance stuff from our lives that brought us to a lot of commonalities. Yeah. Which, you know, part of my definition of religion is that like religion, it really is just a way of people connecting. But then there's so many aspects to religion that make religion so diverse, which, you know, you even touched on like atheism is a form of religion in some regard because there is beliefs and like there are even uh, in pockets of America, like groups of atheists to meet up on Sundays for Sunday services to you know, sing the songs of the Beatles or whatever. Yeah. And, um, or worship the spaghetti monster, right? Or, yeah. And so it's like, it's, it happens everywhere. Um, but that doesn't mean that just because like we sit on the opposite side of the table on the certain topic of God, it doesn't mean we can't understand the same concepts of being human. Yeah. And uh, for me growing up, which I'm sure you probably had this a lot too, just because you did grow up in a small town that was probably mostly white and very conservative. Yeah. Um, just to, to, to some extent. To but, some extent. Yeah, but like the, yeah. the majority of, uh, is kind of my guess on it. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You're, you are correct with that. But yeah, just the, uh, like those areas, I just, man, for, it's just so hard for me because I feel like, uh, I always describe Idaho as the Shire. I think you've heard me say this before. Mm. Like, it's not, I'm not trying to like diss on like the people I grew up with that, like in that way. I'm just saying, cause I mean, even Frodo and the Shire, like loved the people of the Shire, but hobbits were very stubborn people who like, like their pipe weed, like to drink their ales and like to like hang out at night. But you know, then like, you know, in the movie when Gandalf goes by, the guy's like, what is he doing here? And, um, you know, and so like there, there is that whole aspect of community, but, and, and, and people in Boise area are having a hard time with Californians moving in. <laughs> so we <laughs> have that in Oregon too. Um, but yeah, it also just, you know, it goes back to this growing up, um, in these, this certain like time of life, which, uh, when we were born, the moral right was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most, like, at least it was in its, its latter stages. And again, it's like, I just think people get so wrapped up in these concepts and these ideologies that they're actually missing the point of like, we're just supposed to connect on things. Like it doesn't matter, you know, what systemic system you want to be a part of. Like, as long as you can be a decent human being <laughs> to everyone else. And, you know, and I guess I shouldn't say systemics or like these systems because yeah. there's, you know, right now with systemic racism, but it's, um, oh man, yeah, man. water, water, yeah. but just when you get into a system of beliefs, like a, a systemic theology where it's like you do this on Monday and Tuesday, you do this and, you and do, this, do and the rituals you, you do the, the rituals and say the prayers, like you can get so lost in those things that you are like just so far from the point of and what makes you human. Well, and I think some of it is too, like, well, if I do these things and I believe these things, then therefore I'm to get these things and therefore I'm, I'm purifying myself and or I'm better than these people because I'm right and they're wrong mm-hmm. but and this was this was this was another thing that I you know most the reason why most the United States is mostly Christian is because your parents are Christian if you had your same mm-hmm. soul if we have souls if you had your same mind right but you were born in India or you were born in the Middle East you wouldn't be Christian yeah you would be Islamic or you would be um, Hindu, or yeah, you know. and so it just it, it's mostly where you're from, 
and what your family is mm-hmm. leads to what your beliefs are. And then granted, you have your experiences after. So the thing that people are that like, well, you know, I'm I'm right. These people are terrible. It's like, you have no fucking concept. You haven't met these people. You live in this town here yeah. that has never met anybody else with a different set of religious beliefs. Yeah. Or even, you know, practices or anything else. So you can't say whether they're right or wrong, right? Well, yeah. And, you, and I also like... Um, yeah, like every religion is in a different pocket of the world. And um, every one of these re- religions kind of finds their beginning 6,000 years ago, which is also about when the Bible picks up, uh, but also a lot of religious texts picks up at the same point in time. And then there's another point in time in the history of religion where uh, these re- like different pockets of the world who had no connection to each other because it's hard for us to imagine not being connected to the rest of the world because we live in the age of the internet. Um, but like, you know, people were not as connected back in like ancient antiquity. And so, you know, whoever came up with the golden rule first during this like second age of like, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, um, they couldn't communicate that to each other, but it happened over a period of like 400 years in just different pockets of the world where like, you know, Jesus was one of these people, uh, Buddha was one of these people, uh, Mahatma Gandhi, or no, yeah, no, not that guy. He's he's the he's the one from like the early 1900s, right? Yeah, he was the one that got India. Yeah, freedom, freedom so, yeah, but yeah. Uh, anyways. So not him. We'll, we'll cut that part out. I don't want to look stupid here. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just like have this and just have this blank spot, and then we're gonna cut that part out. I don't want to look stupid, and then just the people are like, well, what did he say? I'm actually taking inspiration from Conan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, like it was just all these different like these numinous things that happened at different pockets of the world at different points in time. But now we are so connected that we do want to point out right and wrong and say that I'm right and wrong, but you really can't figure out who's right and wrong until you have a conversation about it. And also have the ability to like set aside, you know, those things that you like white knuckle, um, those, like those beliefs that you just hold so tightly to, if you can't set those down and have a conversation with somebody who isn't white knuckling their beliefs, then you really you might need some like counseling <laughs> what I, I feel like you wouldn't be able to like deal with people in general but, but I, I, think, I think you touched on what you said people just need to treat people decently not good yeah well just decent yeah it means you know if you don't have something nice to say don't fucking say it right mm-hmm. right and you know that's not saying that you see something bad happening you should speak out but you know somebody fucked up at work somewhere it doesn't give you a right to go you know the fucking karens of the world right like, yeah i see those videos and i'm just like what the fuck is i mean granted everybody's gonna have a bad day but is your day really that bad that you have to lash out at somebody that way yeah like if i think you, you go back and i'm like what yeah i think if everybody just did a little more of that things would be way better and then people would be able to have to sit down and have conversations with somebody mm-hmm. but i think we're also i think part of the issue i think the internet and granted is been part of this because people can then say stuff about things and not have any repercussions mm-hmm. and people get butthurt about stuff and there's all this misinformation disinformation and then if you're not with us you're against us yeah and that's been happening for a long time you can see the build-up i mean i remember seeing some of this kind of going on you know kind of in high school you start seeing more polarizing mm-hmm. you know, political stuff which then that leads out into other stuff which then leads out into more and mm-hmm. you know it's like well fuck these people like yeah they're not like us. And it's just, I don't know. There's, 
I'm I'm I I, I am so happy I don't have any kids that I'm aware of at least. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't I don't envy you because I mean I got three nieces and nephew that I absolutely love and adore. I have friends' kids that that are awesome oh, yeah. and I love them. They call me Uncle Dave. It's great. But like trying to bring a child up right now would be fucking terrifying. What's going to happen in the next few? Years. It's pretty difficult. It's, it's, especially with trying to manage like how do you have a social life these days without? I mean I don't have social media, but I have friends that. I don't need to talk to every day, right? Yeah. Oh, right. and then th- again, this is like another reason for the podcast for me is like, I'm going to be able to like have you over and talk to you and like actually see you, which, you know, we can still do it outside of this, but it, it gives me an excuse and actually gives me an allotted amount of time to do so because, True. because yes, right now during this time, parenting is horrible. No, yeah. it's not horrible. It's just challenging it's just it's presented a lot like newer challenges um but i also would argue that this isn't the first time humanity has faced challenges like this and we have risen above before as as a whole um despite you know your beliefs so (laughs) but i think it's also people forget things easily right yeah you know it's uh, i was talking with my dad about this about you know pandemics and things like you know, especially the anti-vaxxers, which he just doesn't get. Neither do I. The reason I don't, why I don't understand it. The reason either. why you don't have polio. The reason why I don't have polio is because we got a polio vaccine. The reason yeah. why we're not an iron lung or dead, but we got measles, mumps, or rubella, is because we have fucking vaccines. Yeah. And people that are against that haven't seen their kids or their nieces or nephews or their brother or sister get one of these diseases and see what it did to them. Yeah. I, but again, it's one of those. You know, I. It goes back to oh well we're right we're part of this group mm-hmm. we're the anti-vaxxers we know better than you because you well, don't know what's going on and all of this is just you know this is a concept thrown around in religious studies and philosophy is just the whole concept of othering of it is the whole mm-hmm. I'm right you're wrong conversation yeah. and anything yeah. else is other um, but what's like really funny to me in that aspect is that a lot of people who other are these you know they're the zealous people they're despite what they believe they're just very very zealous and uh, the ones i have the most problem with which i think you know i i have more problems with like christians than i do people who are not christians i like i under like and 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 being a, a christian that's like weird to say um or at least i guess for other christians to hear it can be like a weird thing for them to hear that this guy here who is shares i guess some similar beliefs with them um just saying this but um the thing is and this this is where like within the realm of christianity that just drives me crazy is that everybody wants to be right about god mm-hmm. and uh god is just so much bigger than like christianity and he's so much bigger than like all religion in general like you know as, uh, for you assuming he exists and yeah, for yeah. you like um uh, that like what, what religion in their right mind can take claim to say like we're right and the rest of them are wrong because as I said earlier too it's like all this happened around the same time on different parts of the world and people have all these numinous, ex- numinous experiences that are written down and like journaled and you know I have like really crazy I think I've told you a few of like my like in my missionary days like I saw some like crazy stuff that I can't explain like uh, I prayed for a blind woman and she got her sight back I can't explain that to you nor do I want to convince you that it happened because I don't know how it happened I just I knew that she couldn't see me and then she could <laughs> and and you see here's the thing I have so many questions and part of me wants to be like well no okay wait a minute it could be this yeah. it could be this but again and I, I, I think this is also an issue that I have with, with certain APS too mm-hmm. because it's there's very much a holier than now like 
which is weird to say for atheists, right? But it's yeah. like, well, it's, <laughs> we're smarter than you because we believe this and we believe science. Not to say that Christians don't believe science mm-hmm. either, or, or people that believe in religion don't believe in science either, but you definitely see some of that with some atheists, right? You're fucking dipshit because you believe in this. It's like, well, if you're not doing anything wrong, there's no reason for, you know, not to believe that, right? If it yeah. makes you a better person, it makes you happy, fine. Yeah. I just choose not to because I just don't think it's a thing. Yeah. And like, then for me too, it's like, I can just tell you like at base, like me being a Christian and like following even just the base teachings of Jesus, which on your side, it's like, when I say Jesus, we're talking about the man, Mm -hmm. which, uh, he has been historically proven to have existed, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, but, and don't be wrong, historically proven to exist. Okay. Yes. But But this, this, what, I mean, yeah. But then this is not this. I'll go. To, I'll go back to this in a bit. But um, it's just, I think people like Jesus. Just like through the stories I've read of him, um, and just like the people who I would uh, like, I feel like I'm more like me as a Christian. Uh, I feel like we are just generally better people. I'm a very loose Christian in terms. Like, I mean, you. You've known me through like going. I, I you when you met me, I was a, a civil engineering student, mm-hmm. and then I became a mathematics student, and then I and then I had a minor in religion when I was a mathematics student, and then I was just like, let's just flip those, and I became a religious studies student because I saw these different lines of connection between me studying math and then also like being obsessed with religion and like why people fall into the you know just the different. Um, you know, just the different aspects of religion that you can have. And, mm-hmm. um, is that Eli? Yeah, Eli, he came in and just went, just put his finger up to his lips as he opened the door and uh. slowly backed out. <laughs> did he do it like this? No, he didn't, but it would be a lot cooler <laughs> if he did. He should have just, like, propped up the door more and then just did, like, a really cool, like, Michael Jackson, like, yeah. moonwalk. He's got some moves. He's, he's, he's been, you know, he started with Fortnite dances. Yeah. He's, he's just built from there. He's getting there. Um, but yeah, like at, at the end of the day, you know, if I am wrong about theism, at least like for me, and I'm not saying it couldn't be for you because uh, I know that you also have like filters in your life that have taught you how to be a better person, but like following Jesus has made me a better person. And and for me, I I think that's fantastic, right? Yeah. And I mean, again, you know, there's certain things where, you know, when people were like oh well there's all these unexplained things and I always kind of go back to it like not saying that there are certain unexplainable things but I'm like you know a thousand years ago we didn't know how things worked and every year we get to know how more and more things work mm-hmm. even though now we're getting to certain points where it's a lot harder to try to figure out how on earth things were like quantum mechanics and mm-hmm. you know astrophysics and various other things yeah you know biology the brain like that's something people have no idea like, yeah still they have a better idea they still don't understand like what makes us self-aware and you know kind of how sleep works and why we need yeah. it and they have an idea why we need it but this is this, this is drawing me back to um so humanity is uh, we've always been like a constant learning machine like yeah. you know you know despite if you are a creationist or an evolutionist uh, or somewhere in the middle which um i'm definitely on the evolutionist side <laughs> of it um but um despite where you range in that humanity has always been a constant learning machine like teaching themselves how to like uh get over ailments and something that's like uh i've been thinking crops or 
you know, yeah, raise farming. and rear animals, yeah, uh, build, build houses, yeah. But like for us modernly thinking back to like ancient religion, we often look at it as like silly, you know, like why would they worship a rock or like why would they worship like a cow? Um, and there's just been these like studies on like certain cultures where like the medicine man uh, was making his patients like eat red meat uh, because red meat seemed to help them in a certain way. Well, it, it, it is that like this certain, I, I, I'm gonna have to like look into it again, but like this certain culture was iron deficient. Medicine man didn't know anything about iron necessarily in meat probably. I can only assume that. Yeah. Um, we, we have no way of knowing because our written history is very convoluted and messed up, but there's just like this aspect to like early religion uh, that if you study the history of science and religion, they've always walked hand in hand um, and always like challenged each other in other ways. But uh, I also think that in the day and age we live, that's really hard to see because they have been pitted against each other. Um, very, very much in our lifetime, I oh, would yeah. say, like science and religion. Like I, like you know, going back to my school days and school I went to, I wasn't like allowed to be an evolutionist if I wanted to, you know, like I probably would have been kicked out of my school and then therefore maybe shamed in some regard. Um, again, that's also probably something for me that would, would have been in my head and stopped me from doing it. But it also tells you how scared of a little kid I was. <laughs> yeah. so, but I mean, there's a lot of pressures of a little kid for stuff like that, right? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, trying to like live up to expectations and being from like, you know, a small town community, you always, you know, as, as a son, you're probably looked at like, Oh, this is the father's, you know, next kin, and and the dad's really like the well-known town man who's there for everybody, <laughs> and like you kind of like I, I felt like I had this like ideal to live up to to a guy that I I didn't really ever know because he died when I was five, and it's really hard. Like I have memories, but to say that I like remember a direct personal relationship with the guy, but like growing up in this Christian community where my dad was known to be like a very devout church man like served at the church and people around town knew him and he owned a plumbing shop and he'd show up at your house super late in the night if your house was flooding and like get it fixed no problem and sometimes wouldn't even charge people because that was just the guy he was and so I had all this like tossed on me mm -hmm. but then I've also always had the aspect of like I'm adopted mm -hmm. um so even if that could carry over biologically, it didn't because it doesn't come to me by name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I have his, I, I have the Dylan name and it's like, I love my last name and I love the history of my family that I was adopted into. Mm -hmm. um, but I just felt like I was always trying to hover under the radar of people's expectations, like making it seem like I was meeting their expectations, but it also gave way to the party lifestyle I lived from 13 to 23 before I became a missionary. <laughs> so. Oh, that's so crazy that yeah. the whole missionary aspect of that. But, yeah. no. but I mean, that's just a whole nother like story from my life becoming a missionary. And it's like, um, I, I'm not like, like, I'm not upset that I did it. And I think it was a very developing time in my life uh, to have done that traveling in that way mm -hmm. um but if i could go back i probably would have done something else with my time um because i just i don't 
having been a missionary and now being on the other side of it and being the type of like Christian I am today, I don't see like missionary work. Like uh, people love to toot the, the horn of, uh, you know, Jesus said, go into all the world, make disciples. Mm-hmm. You don't make disciples by like making a plan to go to <laughs> another country and convert people. You make disciples by becoming friends with people that like Jesus made disciples and those disciples were his friends. Like they were his, that was his like click. That was his group. Uh, he was just also, you know, as the story goes, like very well versed in Judaism and like knew, knew it like the back of his hand and even outsmarted the people who were supposed to be his teachers. And so he already was like a problem for Judaism <laughs> <laughs> but before he like became a famous, like, you know, revolutionary, you know, he, he's not the founder of Christianity, but he is who it is founded upon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just. Uh, I, I like for me, it, it's doing this. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to convert you. No, no. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to be your friend. <laughs> well, because well, here's the thing, it's because if, if you were did, if I had an inkling that you were, we, we would, we would have be having a much different conversation. Because oh, I've yeah. had people try to do that for me before. Oh yeah. And they didn't like my questions that I brought up to them. Yeah. And you know, part is you know going to Sunday school and a few questions. You know, the teachers didn't necessarily like some of them. Granted, I couldn't articulate them as well when I was younger. Yeah. But even then, you know, certain things again. But you're probably also subject to like felt board theology. Well, with what? Uh, well, maybe not being being Catholic, but like in Protestant churches, at least my growing up, everything was taught to me on like a felt board where there was felt characters cut out and oh, yeah, no, slap no, no, it up no. on we, there. We didn't necessarily, we didn't necessarily have <laughs> Moses that. was super happy and all the animals in the <laughs> ark were just like, this is great. <laughs> this, is the, this is the best thing ever. But the weird thing, the weird, cause we're, kind of side note to this, weird thing about the ark, you have two of every animal, but at some point those animals are going to be inbreeding. Mm-hmm. Well, they because well, that's so many generations, they're going to still be inbreeding because you need more than two to restart the population. Yeah. It just like that doesn't make sense because now you're going to all of a sudden have failure of the species. Anyway, that, that's, yeah. that was one of those things later in the stream. Like that doesn't make a lick of sense. Yeah. Well, that's another thing too, where you have to like read against the grain of yeah. uh, what you're being told about the Bible. But um, there's actually seven of every animal. Uh, was, oh, was there seven? Yeah, but the two by two was more for the implication of uh, reproduction. But it's also, I think that the other, uh, I think the other five of the seven animals were maybe for sacrifice or <laughs> for eating. So there could be that argument made as well. well but um, yeah, see, it's, it's been a minute since I've clearly read the Bible. Yeah. 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 So, but that's just like, that's just things that, um, again, I guess going back to my childhood, um, it's just like one of those things I feel like actually held me back because I wasn't being given the whole truth of, of this. I was being told somebody's version of that truth. Um, which see, and the funny thing is if we would have stayed, cause I was born in Chico. If we would have stayed in Chico, I would have gone to Catholic grade school to high school. Hmm. But we moved, when we moved up to Silverton, then I went to Silverton High School and graduated from there. So I went through public school, which I really like Silverton. Yeah. Um, and it, so it's a different, like, you know, it was, I remember taking, was it AP Biology? Or Advanced Biology? Whatever the fuck it was at the time. And I remember our, our biology teacher, she was awesome. Um, and she's like, look, I have to say this for the state. Like, if you choose not to believe in this, we're going to go a revolution. If you choose not to, if you believe in... Creation. What was the one they, that uh, it was that God planned evolution, or was the? Uh, yeah, there's. Um, 
Uh, there's a intelligent design. Intel, yes. Yeah. So if you believe in intelligent design, I go there. But what I'm going to quiz you on, you're going to have to give the answers that are here. Mm-hmm. Like you can choose to believe this. I'm not telling you what to believe otherwise. But we're going over how evolution works. So, yeah. And I remember just sitting there in class being like, well, that's kind of silly. Because no one, I don't think anybody in that class, because I, I think the people that were hardcore in that didn't take that class. Because I, mean, I think if you, we didn't really have as much, we had as much of that in Silverton, because we, we had, there was a Catholic like, grade school, and then there was a Catholic high school, or a Christian high school in, in uh, Salem, that, you know, those, or in, in Staten. Mm. It was Regis, maybe, that they would go to instead of going to Silverton. But yeah, it was just, so, you know, I didn't have any of that. I got a pretty good broad when they came to a lot of that type of stuff but you know we didn't have as much you know it would be interesting and I don't know how many high schools have like a religious studies class or anything else which would yeah. have been I think I, I, then. if anything I think if religion is going to be taught in public schools it should be part of like a social studies curriculum um, which I mean we went over some of that too right but not as yeah. in depth as it used to be but I mean even then growing up you know it's you know you do Christopher Columbus you know name here is you know, oh my god I kind of but he also massacred a bunch of Native Americans and did all sorts of nasty shit, right? Which now, what, so I guess 500, 600, 500 years later, we're finally like, oh yeah, Columbus was a bad guy. We should probably not have anything representing him. <laughs> yeah, like Columbus Day, yeah, we probably shouldn't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's but, an interesting thing to watch across the world right now is uh, just the riots against statues of known, like, I guess, slave owners and people who massacred other indigenous people like Christopher Columbus and people are just staring statues down. And it just makes me think of, uh, um, in the dark night when Joker's talking to Two-Face, like, the problem is everybody has a plan. (laughs) (laughs) What's funny thing about that? He says he doesn't have a plan, but he clearly has a fucking plan. <laughs> he doesn't set up all of this without a plan, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, one thing that is coming up, I know this is probably going to piss off some more people and whatnot, but it's like, you know, ripping down, you know, tearing down Confederate flags. Like, mm-hmm. no country that lost a war gets to keep their flag. Yeah. They try to secede. Mm-hmm. So they try to secede. I understand, like, okay, some of the statues bad. I get it, but it's also part of history. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you don't see, and I'm not comparing anybody to Hitler. I want to make that oh, really yeah. clear. Yeah. Because that gets overshot quite a bit. Hitler was a piece of shit. <laughs> Which um, everybody, for the most part, but yeah, that's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> it was, I, was watching, I was watching some movie with my roommate, and they were just just killing a bunch of Nazis. I, I, I don't know if it was Inglorious Bastards or something. I look at mm-hmm. oh, There are a few things better than just watching some piece of shit, like mm-hmm. Waffen SS. Nazis getting killed? Like, not really. You know? I love that movie. Uh, I well, actually just watched uh, the the Wisecrack episode about um, Quentin Tarantino's ability to break ideology. And, like, every one of his movies breaks some system. You know, well, it, and I, why I love Wisecrack, by the way. Yeah. It's in one of... It, in I think you're actually the person who turned me on to Wisecrack. Because I, I went down a rabbit hole one night when I had trouble sleeping, got in Wisecrack, and then I ended up saying way too late watching. Because he, he goes into really interesting stuff. And yeah. It seems to be well researched. But there was one thing, just a side note to all of this, it was... Um, they were even Samuel Jackson because uh, um, Quentin Tarantino... I love Quentin Tarantino. His yeah. liberal use of the N-word. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of people up in arms about it. And Samuel Jackson's like... 
I, I, if you ever met Quentin Tarantino, he's not a racist. He uses that to articulate the point. The reason why he always puts, you know, he always puts, you know, uh, Samuel Jackson and other uh, African Americans in, you know, strong roles, right? Uh-huh. They're not just pieces of shit. Yeah. You know, Samuel Jackson and um, Daniel J- Django and Chambers was kind oh, of a piece of shit. He was, but but he was, still, he was still. I mean, he was he was essentially running the house as a slave, right? Yeah. Um, he had worked up to a certain aspect of slavery in that household. He was like at the top of that, whereas Django was uh, a younger version who broke free of that system, system altogether. Yeah, and then murdered people, which was fantastic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but and so I guess we were, we digress. I totally forgot we did, what we digress mm. from. Um, it was uh, we were talking about Hitler and how. Uh, oh yeah, but you, so you don't see any statues of Hitler still, right? Yeah, even because of the history, right? Well, and, and it's because so, in Germany you're you, you're not allowed to not admit that it happened yeah, or whatever. Yeah, something. I think that. Well, was right. and that's yeah. You, you, you can't be a, a Holocaust deny. Yeah, like, again, you can't you can't do Nazi salutes. Like there was a guy who did a. I think this was in Germany. Taught his dog to do a like, Nazi salute and got a shit ton of trouble for it. Huh. Uh, and I, I don't don't quote me on that if that was in Germany. Yeah, okay. was, Kate will check that out later. Yeah, Kate, <laughs> your dipshit that happened in the United States. Um, but you know, but again, like, why do you need a statue of the president of the Confederacy who, you know, tried to secede from the United States? Like, I, yeah. like, you know, other civil wars that happened around the world. Do you see the statues of the losers? Yeah. You know, do you see the flags of the losers? Right. Yeah. This is something like, you know, unfortunately, the winners tend to write history. And that's can be good or bad. I mean, the U.S. did some pretty fucked up shit taking, you know, the oh, United yeah. States. And I remember, like, we learned a lot more about that in college. We didn't learn as much of that in high school. Yeah. I remember taking some hot history classes in college and being like, oh, I'm not saying America's with that. America's well, great. and it's also, I think it'd be fair to say, too, that the people who came over originally for America mm-hmm. had no intention of taking over no. America. They were trying yeah. to escape tyranny. I, I agree. I, I 100% agree. But I, I was going back to, like, yeah, the but of it, tears. But then it unfolded. Yeah, yeah, and various other things. I'm not saying America's bad. America's great. Because we yeah. can have conversations like this. And not have somebody barge in and cut our head off. <laughs> exactly, yeah, right? And, you know, you, you can tell a politician that he's a piece of shit, right? You mm-hmm. can't threaten to kill him, which you shouldn't be able to do. But you can yeah. Like, hey, you're a bad person, and then you know you shouldn't get censored because of that. You know, yeah. you, you can run an article of a politician being corrupt, and it'll get ran, or you can do a news feed. Something. America's fucking great. Freedom of speech. But you also have to understand that there's been bad things that have happened too, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I've, I've never quite. I, it's something I'm still trying to wrap my head around. People are like, well, it's our history. It's like, but you lost the bloody fucking war, man. Yeah. Like, did you hear about uh this is this is my favorite um my favorite story i think that happened with the confederate flag um but when the when nascar banned the confederate flag from being able to be present anywhere in the vicinity of a nascar race Mm -hmm. and there is a a nascar truck driver from the, the truck series who i guess consistently placed last in his 13 year long career in nascar but he was just like all up in arms about them banning the flag. He was just like, I'm not, I, I quit. I have to, you know, announce my retirement from NASCAR. And NASCAR responded to him on Twitter just saying like, we had to re- like Google you and find out who you were. So. <laughs> I didn't hear that story. That is fantastic. Yeah. Like, yeah, go right ahead, bud. We don't give a shit. Fuck yeah. off. So, but, and, but that was also like a very strong move of NASCAR. Yeah. And I'm, so proud of them. I, I became a bigger fan of NASCAR for that reason. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I've never been a huge fan of NASCAR. Occasionally, you know, you're hungover and there's nothing else to watch. Well, back in the day, I don't have cable anymore. Yeah. And so, I, those things of the past that we have to reminisce about so, and then understand that people hearing might not know. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, it's, I'm going, it's, I, the, it's the whole save icon thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you 3D printed a save icon? No, this is just my old floppy disk from high school. Yeah, I gotta find a way to actually use it. Well, it was it was talking. I was talking with one of my nieces about this, about, about that, about how you know I would have when I when I I had to I was sick or something in grade school and I had to call my mom to come pick me up because um, because growing up unless you were puking or shitting your soul out you went to school. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, and I know that's for a lot of people, but it's like my parents didn't take anything. Okay, when you puke, you can come back home. If that's how sick you are, right? Yeah. And I remember I was I was sick. Got sent to the the uh, nurse's office. Nurse was like, Go "Call your mom." And I remember I had an old rotary phone. Yeah. Like when you had, so you had to put your finger in a little hole with a number, and then rotate it around, and pull it out, and it came back. And that's how you. It wasn't a push button. It was an yeah. old school rotary. I had, I had one of those. And, and my nieces, my nieces, they're like, "You're full of shit, Uncle Dave." Didn't have those. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. When we had a landline, when you talked to your friends back in the day, like in high school, like we didn't have cell phones. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Hey, we're gonna meet up at you know the Dairy Queen or at this person's house at this time." So you had to be there at that time. Yeah. And wait for everybody to show up, or. You had no other way to get in contact with somebody. My my kitchen phone of the house I probably spent the most time in in my youth. Uh, I call it the Astor House. It was the second house I lived in. Uh, But if you walked into the kitchen, uh, on the right was like the pantry door and then the refrigerator and then like the nice plate cabinet and then the (laughs) left. Yeah, because that that was the thing uh, in the 90s. Moms moms had the nice plate cabinet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you went to the left, there was like the stove and the microwave and then the, the actual cabinets with the stuff everybody actually uses and the sink and like this bar. But the phone was like right on the other side of the nice plate cabinet. Yeah. And our phone cord was long enough to go across the nice plate cabinet, across the refrigerator so that you could go into the pantry and have a private phone call. <laughs> that is, that so is- I, I had so many conversations with like my, like I remember when I, like me and my friends found three-way dialing where you would like call and you would hit flash, call somebody else, hit flash again. Yeah. You both be calling like, Oh, we're all on here. This is awesome. This is amazing technology these days. Yeah. Well, and now you just have a zoom meeting. Yeah, now you just have a zoom <laughs> meeting. You're like, is my mic on? Is my camera on? I'm not. <laughs> Dave, you're on mute. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was, uh, oh, had, uh, this is, this is the thing that cracks me up. Is I remember, we had we had the multiplication table. Uh-huh. All you know, hundred multiple. You had to do it in a minute. You had to do each one a second, right? Whatever yeah. it was. And you're never gonna have a calculator growing up with you. You're never just gonna walk around with a calculator in your pocket. Now you walk around with a the calculator in your pocket yeah, with a computer. and your phone and, and your, your wallet. You can literally your... <laughs> look up everything. Everything is right any, in this any little Any conversion device. you need, anything else is that. It is in the black box that uh, Stanley Kubrick put in. Uh, was it? Uh, oh, uh, uh, 2001, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah. 2001 Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. You the, got the your alien probe, yeah. It's in your pocket, man. <laughs> it's, it's in your pocket. It's, a, it's in your pocket, man. Um, this is this is this is because this, this is like we're having a normal conversation. Because uh-huh. this this would be our normal conversation. It would. 
I would be drinking. You'd be drinking. We'd probably have a few more drinks in us. Yeah, well, I mean, last time I went out drinking with you, Kate, and I had a, a good fight. <laughs> oh, that, I don't think that was my It's all your fault, fault now. Well, that's happened. No, it was my fault because, so I have, like, when Kate goes out on, like, her ladies' nights, I'm just like, go have fun. Like, come home safely. Like, you know, if, if you, you want to check in, yeah. yeah, like, let me know. Um, but for her, it's more like if I wasn't checking in, something was wrong. And when I went out with you that, that, that last time you and I went out, which is probably about, well, it was a little more than a year ago because yeah, I was yeah. still living in my old house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we need to go out again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think I met you downtown at like 8 PM and mm-hmm. I came home at 2 AM and Kate okay. had been texting me, but like, um, at this time too, I didn't realize I could, my, my phone has always gone into do not disturb mode at 10 PM. Which is when Kate's text started rolling in, and because I think I think because I know we were at Downward Dog. We we were started at Flat Tail, went to Downward Dog, and, and then, then we Kingfish. went to Kingfish. Yeah, and I think we found, I think we closed down Kingfish. We closed down Kingfish and went back to Flat Tail. Oh, that's right, we did. Yeah. Yeah, because I think. And that's when I realized Kate had been texting me, and I turned to you and like. I gotta go home. <laughs> I gotta go home now. Yeah. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Uh, I mean, but it, it was just like, you know, drink. Like, I, I, I had too much to drink that night, and I came home, and I was just like, you have like ruined my vibes. Like, I was having a great time, and it just, it wasn't pretty. And, but, you know, we've, We've gotten past that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not the first time that's happened. It's like, oh, we're going to go for a pint or two. And next mm-hmm. thing it's, hey, let's go here. Let's go here next. Let's grab another drink. And then yeah. it's down the rabbit hole we go. It's down the rabbit hole we uh, go. I can't, I can't, well, I can still do that. I just pay for it a lot longer these days. I just can't. I'm, I've, I've gotten very good about like, uh, you know, if, if I have more than two a day, they're pretty sparsed out. See, that's because because that's now it's gone from like, I won't have any... But then when I do, it's like, well, I don't have anything else to do today. Well, I'll go to lunch and grab a pint. And then I'm like, well, I'll go somewhere else, grab a pint. And then well, I'm at home. Yeah. I might as well have a drink or two. And then next thing I know, I'm watching YouTube videos or, you know, playing video games or watching a movie. Now that I have uh, uh, HBO Max, by the way. Oh, you got HBO Max? I got HBO Max. Everybody keeps telling me to watch uh, Lovecraft County or Country. Lovecraft, Love, Lovecraft Country. I haven't watched that yet. I've heard, I've heard it's based on like this pretty old phenomenal like horror book series from the 30s like what you like by hp lovecraft yeah you know yeah yeah he's the right his his name is which is which is funny because hp lovecraft was i believe kind of a racist but hp lovecraft there's a bunch do you not know hp lovecraft no i do yeah i just i just now made that connection no yeah yeah, because love yeah uh because it's in the title but yeah Yeah. because people keep telling me and i'm like i heard it's based on and oh Lovecraft Country, H.P. Lovecraft. I was about to say, if you haven't heard about like like the you know, Cthulhu and all that, or Cthulhu, however the fuck you want to say, it, I was yeah, like, that was that was gonna make me poo myself because I was like, there's no way you of all people haven't read or heard of any of that. Yes. So no, I haven't. I haven't gone. I haven't done that. I haven't watched the Umbrella Academy season two. I haven't even finished Stranger Things season three yet. Mm. The problem is, is I know myself, and yeah. now is the perfect time to do this. To sit down and just burn through, but I'll watch something. Well, you could go down a very deep rabbit hole if you binge too much. <laughs> well, yeah, and then, because I'm also trying to space it out for when I have, you know, because hopefully I'll be starting my new job here shortly. Yeah. And that way, so when I get home, okay, I can watch an episode or two. So I'm kind of been holding off on some of it because I want to. 
have something to watch because I've done that. Where I'm like, well, now I don't have anything to. Watch. I have the show hole. I I the show hole. Have you watched Eurovision on Netflix? Eurovision. Oh my gosh! Well, I see. I see. I see Stu over here laughing. It's just so. <laughs> I see Stu over here laughing. Is this okay? Please, 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 please explain this. Eurovision is the new Will Ferrell movie. And it was released oh, it's, on it's, Netflix. It's, it's, so I've seen the preview. It's, it's with uh, it's, what's it's um, uh, Rachel McAdams. Yeah, because isn't she married to um, Sasha, Sasha Baron Cohen? No, that's uh, um, Isla okay. Fisher. Isla Fisher. Ah, Samson. Yeah, way Rachel off. McAdams. I don't even know. She, I, I know she's with somebody and they have a kid, but I don't think he's like a big famous First, celebrity. Okay. But um, anyways, they're both like phenomenal in this movie, and it's it's not like the traditional Will Ferrell movie that we've grown up with. It's mm-hmm. not you know. It's scaled back a little bit. It's I would say like you know, um, you know, like how on uh, IMDb there's a the uh, oh man, what is it? it? It's I guess it's the parents review guide, and it has like you know violence, sex, and nudity, and like all these like categorized. Where like a lot of Will Ferrell movies that I think we know would probably have a lot of like red in those categories because it does go from like green, yellow, orange, red. Oh, because like, a lot for, of them would be it's just language. for if it's like yeah. mild or severe. Gotcha. Um, so I feel I don't like any kids, so I've I've never looked at that. In my yeah. TV, yeah. So like I would definitely say that this new one is like one that you know you I I think we could watch it with Eli. Um, okay. It's it seems like a little more family friend. That's an easier way to say it. It's a little more family, family friendly. friendly. But it's also has the backstory of Will Ferrell. His wife is Swedish, and Eurovision is a real song contest that happens in Europe every year. This is the first year it was canceled in like I think it started in like the fifties, like nineteen fifty-two, fifty-three. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. So it's right after World War II. Uh, you know the 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 infamous band ABBA. Yeah. Yeah. So they they're famous because they won nineteen seventy-four, the Eurovision song really? contest. Really? Yeah. Um, so Will Ferrell became a huge fan of it after going and seeing it with his wife and for like 15 years like I guess went to every show um, and there's like I'm gonna make a movie about this and the movie is just like it's just a, a heartwarming like funny like movie and there's parts of it where I like I admittedly cried because uh, like I mentioned earlier there's numinous experiences that you can find in movies where it's just like I love this and I don't know why and I don't know how to put it into words right now. And oh. so there's a lot of those movements, moments in this in this movie. Um, but for me, I feel like it's the movie that 2020 needs. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like a really nice like palette cleanse and just a little uplifting. It's just it's got a lot of uplifting in it that can maybe give you a little light at the end of the tunnel. And there's just a lot of beauty in like collaboration. So like there's cameos from like winners and famous people who were part of the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh. And in like the very middle of the movie, there's this song along where they're all like, I won't I won't reveal what they sing, but it's very exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the oh man, the dude who. The guy who plays this Russian guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, he, uh, the only thing I know him from is uh, he, he was in the like the live action Beauty and the Beast and he played Beast. Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Um, he plays like, yeah. I haven't seen the live action Beauty I don't think he's been in a lot of movies that like you and I would typically see. See, got you. Um, or, you know, it could be like one of those situations where we probably have seen him in movies, but it was probably how we saw Tom Hardy in uh, uh, Band of Brothers. Gotcha. Like, yeah, yeah. oh, he was in that? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. So um, he might be one of those people, but his character is just absolutely hilarious. And I quote him to Kate all the time because 
he comes across very he's a very sexual person (laughs) (laughs) it's like like, this this is gonna work this is gonna work (laughs) yeah but really he's actually he's he's a gay russian who's not allowed to be gay (laughs) so so he has to like play straight but um so he's always trying to like come across as like i'm into the ladies but uh the hypersexual towards the ladies who cover up his his uh, sexuality yeah um but, and like his house is just all these statues that like look like him but he pretends he doesn't realize the resemblance <laughs> <laughs> yeah so 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 i've seen the preview for when, I, I've, yeah. when i've been watching you know going through netflix and whatnot so no it's it's worth the watch even just to see it once, even and if you disagree with me on it on its quality, that's fine. Yeah, it's it's I I will, I will put that on my list to watch. I've been because I just recently got HBO Max, so I've been watching a lot of well the DC stuff that they have on there. So a lot of like the old yeah, because the new uh, uh, Zack Snyder cut is coming out on there. It's, right? In theory, it's supposed to be on there. Yeah. So when HBO did HBO Max, so I don't know the difference between regular HBO and HBO Max. I looked into that the other day, and I, I don't either. I have no idea. Mine's, my my re- thinking behind this is that you can get HBO if you have other stuff. HBO Max is its own thing. Because mm-hmm. I know if you have HBO, you get HBO Max. Well, and I don't know if... I don't know if that's true anymore. Um, okay. Because, uh, you know, like, uh, everybody was just sharing HBO passwords for a while, mm-hmm. and I tried to use my brother's... Uh, xfinity login and i couldn't find anywhere to tap into hbo through using an xfinity account huh. and so i may not i may just have like well, not they, well they may not it. have put it out quite yet either because HBO until yeah. tied it in but they have a whole bunch of dc comic stuff in there and old school cartoons that batman we got we are we hitting like two hours close. wow it's been two hours already it's getting no. there Oh, yeah. Well, fair enough. We're just having a beautiful conversation. We are. Seen in a while. But they have the old, they have some old school uh, Batman, like the old Batman that you. I don't know if you watched it after school, mm-hmm. back when we were growing up. Because I'm a year old. Because what you're 34, I'm 35. So yeah. It was all on like Fox or like Disney or mm-hmm. the Cartoon Network was around there. But yeah, it was all on after school every day. Yeah. And they have some of those kind of like Batman movie cartoons. Yeah. And they have some other ones like Justice League ones. Some are newer. Some are like a couple yeah. years old. To some that are. You know, early two thousands and whatnot, and then they also have you know some Cartoon Network stuff, some Adult Swim stuff, and then, oh, studio, awesome. uh, then studio Ghibli. So he was. It's a bunch of like old school anime movies. Oh like, yes, How's yes. How's Moving Castle mm-hmm. and Spirited Away. I I literally that's that's Haku. <laughs> that's Haku. I literally just watched that before I came over. I just got this on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> That's Which, pretty sweet. It's, it's, it's funny because then they also have Samurai Jack, which is one of my favorite. Oh, Samurai that's Jack's what excellent. That's I to start watching anime. Yeah. And so I don't know if it's a difference, Aku, Haku, Aku, Haku, because that was the, the main bad guy in Samurai Jack, and I couldn't Haku. tell. Haku. Yeah. So yeah, that's Haku was there. Mm. But yeah, it was, I was just, that's, that's hilarious. I, I absolutely love uh, uh, It's, they're a little bit weird, kind of, but in a really good way. Yeah. Uh, that it was My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, How's Moving Castle? It's like Japan's Disney. Yeah, yeah. that's actually that is yeah, a beautiful that's, way to that's, put it. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I've, I've been watching a lot of that, especially because they're you know an hour to two hours and it's self-contained story. So I'm not going down and watching all of um, yeah, you know, Lovecraft story and yeah, well, Lovecraft and, uh, country in, in like a day and not getting out of the house to do anything. Yeah, but I, I understand what you mean with like watching those like old things because I've been uh, like Disney Plus has like all the old Marvel cartoons on it, like the X Men and like the Spider Man ones from like. What the they do? Mm-hmm. 
And the ones that we hadn't watched after school? Yeah. They're all on there. No. Yep. No. Yeah. I just said no, and your dog peeked his head in and then walked right out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would have, I, I absolutely love your dog. But yeah. Yeah. He will fix his head and say, oh, just, that's oh, oh, so that's that's just his mentality. Oh, somebody said, no, I gotta go. <laughs> oh, I gotta go. Um, but you see, I, and I loved those growing up, and I loved it. So now I just have to yeah. totally I, not steal your each your. Yeah, that's not, that's not gonna happen. That's that's not gonna happen at all. There's no trading totally your mouth. <laughs> it's all audio, so it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Uh, but no, because I, I remember watching this and the X Men too. I remember some of that being kind of dark, especially like the first episodes where one oh, of the yeah. guys gets killed by the yeah, Sentinels morph. right out of the gate. Yeah, morph, morph yeah. Gets, and then he gets taken by what? Uh, it, I, 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 I don't remember he gets he, taken by, but no, it's it's the same group that changed uh, Wolverine, whatever that the oh, Project X group yeah, or whatever. Yeah, and they end up like mind messing with his yeah, mind. Fucking gets all like, weird. Comes back and then they had the whole thing with like. But even even the whole story arc of the Phoenix, which is also present in that cartoon, like that is a very dark story. Oh arc. yeah. Which as a kid, I was like, this is this is really cool. But yeah. that's all I could have used to describe that. If I yeah. like watching it now, I'm like, I can't believe my mom let me watch this. <laughs> oh yeah, that's because because there was Spider Man, Batman, uh, and then X Men. Yeah. And I know Batman was like one of the first, I think that was early mid 90s. I think it was like 92. And then, because it lasted, I think it was five, six, seven seasons or whatever. And that it lasted got, a long time. That went a long time. Then I think after, like, I, cause I remember watching Spider Man and X Men, because at that point, I think Batman was trying to get a room. So I think they were later. Yeah. Like, I remember the old Spider Man, and then he ends up like turning. Oh, the original Batman, too. I think this is correct. So that the real, because Harley Quinn was in the old cartoons. Mm-hmm. Or not in the old, she wasn't in the old comics books, but they introduced her in the in the. I Batman think that's true. Cartoon. And so she became a psychotic character from that TV show. Interesting. And, the, and yeah. Mark Hamill voiced the, the, the Joker, Joker. Yeah. In, in that series. Yeah. And now anytime I, I hear any Joker, I'm like, is that Mark Hamill? Is that Mark Hamill? <laughs> Watching him do that voice um, is is amazing mm-hmm. like it gives you chills it, it does seem like on uh whatever the like now comic book conventions or whatever he's doing q a on stage so like, can you do this in the joker's voice like yeah okay i can do yeah. that yeah because like i mean watching him in the star wars movies like there's no way this is the guy that makes that voice yeah oh right. it's totally that guy yeah, it's, it's that totally that so. guy yeah well man it was great talking with you. It was you. great talking with you. Yeah, this yeah. has been fantastic. It has. Yeah. Yeah. Next, you know, if if you if you need someone to fill a hole and I have time, and yeah, I came out way dirtier than it needed to be. Well, I, I you are the guy I choose to have fill. <laughs> and next time I'll, I'll I'll bring over like I'll bring over a bottle of whiskey or something. We can have we can go from there. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. That, that one that one will probably need a lot more editing. And maybe a disclaimer of... of, of just uh, don't listen to this yeah, one. Just, just don't. It's going to get real dirty and, and maybe kind of dark. Don't. 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 It's, 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 it's been a lot of fun. Cheers, guys. Well, love you, dude. Love you too, brother. Uh-huh. It was a pleasure.